Ocean FM Donegal Plumbing and Heating Old Lahey Road Donegal Town Suppliers of underfloor heating packages Aluminium radiators Samson and Daikin Air to water heat pumps And all your renewable needs And sponsors of the Donegal GAA Podcast Oh just fabulous to see him alive and up and picking her up The thing about the club is you don't choose your club um, it's, it's like family. You want to get back out on the field. It's just uh, it's, it's in your blood, I suppose. And you just want to get out there now and get the games going again. Brian Murray, let me shake hands with you. You come in here hobbling. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I tell you, nothing about a couple of pints won't do. I'll tell you. You know. He gets the foot behind it. He launches it in. It's over the bar. The wee man from Chester. Yeah, the match now about 90 seconds old and delighted to be joined by Manus Boyle, of course, All-Ireland, winner with Donegal 1992, who's with me on commentary today for Ocean FM, and Kyle Coney, former Tyrone player, who was on duty today for RTE, and thanks, Kyle, you've just darted over from the RTE booth to join us. Kyle, we'll come to you straight. A massacre was, I think, how we concluded our commentary? Yeah, I'll be honest, the first 10 minutes Donegal started with real intent. There were a few really good turnovers they were pressing up. And, and it was like a team that was fighting for their lives, but that soon faded real, real, real quickly. Um, lack of ideas up front was evident from, from early doors. They were running down blind alleys, hand-passing to the ground. They were, Mayo were setting up pretty much you know, in the scoring zone around the top of the D where was Donegal attacking straight down the throat all the time and if they weren't doing that they were driving a big long high aimless ball on, on, on top of Hugh McFadden and it was just coming out as quick as it was going in Manus yeah hard to disagree with that um, we, we talked at half time about where they need to, to make different angles from themselves if they were going to play that long ball and as well as that there they probably needed to get a bit more support and beside Hugh when the ball was in the air but overall Mayo were just better um, they were excellent throughout and uh, their intensity their work rate their enthusiasm and their energy was just second and none in the second half for a team that had already qualified um, just show the hunger that's back in them they never lose it they're excellent when it comes to it and we're just better today Donegal are struggling uh, we've seen that most of us that have gone to most of their games this year they've seen that you know it's not the Donegal of old we're in transition um, but today was was probably coming uh, it's been coming the last three or four games and it's disappointing because you know the work rate the lads have put in and they'll be disappointed um, and Paddy Carr and Aidan O'Rourke and, and Paddy Bradley will will just have to go back and, and take a look and see what they can do better um, going into the championship and look the podcast what comes out we're doing this literally 90 seconds after the game and I, I only did an ordinary level maths for the leaving cert. Only got three points. Monaghan four, Armagh five, I think. And if anybody's screaming at me later on, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to figure it out. Next week, what it would take for Donegal to avoid relegation. Donegal obviously need to win, and I think win really, really, really well. Monaghan to actually draw and Armagh to lose. Armagh take on Tyrone next week in O'Neill's Healy Park in Oma. Monaghan take on travel to Mayo. I'd say Mayo were going to, that's going to be the week Mayo were going to make the changes, I would imagine. And Donegal would have to absolutely hammer them. Because, and if you're wondering why would Donegal need to draw, why would, Mon- why would Donegal need Monaghan to draw with Mayo? It's because 
didn't Donegal basically need now three teams level in points because Donegal's have an inferior head to head against Monaghan and Armagh I think I have that right Kyle it's looking for all the world Donegal are relegated yeah a lot of permutations there to, to, to go around for, for Donegal to, to, to stay to, to, to stay in Division 1 um, it looked today it looked like Donegal were a team that was relegated that's how it looked and that that's me being, being totally honest um, the, normally sometimes you, you get somebody stepping up or there's somebody willing to take the fight to it today Donegal all over the pitch they were sacking to every ball um, it just was a team that, as Manus says is in transition and are struggling to find their feet um, they're, they're struggling to find that leader whenever Michael Murphy's not there um, I know we can't keep always talking about him but he was that most he was that important for Donegal it's now evident that, that they're really struggling without him and well, you know Paddy McGrady's not there I've seen him come up the, the steps on, on a set of crutches and it's not a good sight of maybe the little you know the off the field issues I'm sure you're reading the articles it's shambolic off the pitch at the moment it's toxic what's your thoughts on it can that create a malaise for the players on the pitch there's no doubt that that can have an effect on, on players Carlissi you know Donegal stalwart Donegal legend you know and from what what I've been hearing is he's been doing an absolutely fabulous job you know Donegal don't have that um, stronghold in schools football where the likes of ourselves Tyrone have so they need that sort of academy level stuff to be bringing through that vision on on how to bring through these these players from what I gather he was doing a fabulous job uh, and then there was no common ground found between him and, and the Donegal County Board obviously you have your former manager Jim McGuinness coming out and throwing an absolute grenade in the middle of things this week, you know, which doesn't help the things. So th- these things do trans- transit on onto the pitch, and some of the players can can feel the effect of that. And maybe the management's not getting prepared on how they would like to do it. So um, I find it hard to believe, though. You mentioned a grenade, though. Me as a funny goal supporter, grenade or not, it's hard to believe, though, that if he was overlooked, that that actually happened. Like. Yeah, I find it hard looking from the outside in, and I don't know Jim McGuinness at all. But but I know on what what kind of football mastermind that he can be himself and Carl Lacey together. You know, he's come out and he said that he he put his hand up to be involved. But we see in a few weeks' time that Donegal also played down who he's involved with. So you know, there could be a tactic to the side of saying you know when if Donegal happened to beat down. Or, or sorry, down having to beat Donegal. Like, I was there to help Donegal, you know. So uh, I find you very. Can't be ha- losing these kind of football men, no, though. Absolutely not. You know that would be. You know, I don't even know who that would be the equivalent to, to, to be a Tyrone. I, I know personally that Tyrone are struggling a wee bit with farm and stuff. P- Tyrone have lost Peter Donnelly in the backroom team, and I know personally that, that some of the players absolutely. Peter's like another coach because he stands along the sideline and he's constantly talent players where to run and he sees wee bits and pieces I'm not saying that's the equivalent of Jim McGuinness but what I'm saying is when you lose a person of that stature that brings something to the team it's very hard to replace it Manus? Yeah I mean I, 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 if the one thing I'd be critical of, of all that's going on is that we, we couldn't do it in house um, that we've taken to the national airways all the time and it, we're a laughing stock now aren't yeah, we in the country in terms of what's going on because I'm outside the county more than I'm in the county and it's not good yeah and as a, a former player that it's embarrassing when you, you you roll up and you meet other former county players that we we just can't do our business quietly and and do it you know in a way in a fashion that's that's respectful for for everybody that's involved in our games and a lot of people do a lot of hard work uh keeping clubs afloat keeping 
Gaelic football alive uh, within the county, especially a county as hard hit with emigration as Donegal is. And, you know, when you see this sort of, uh, I'll not call it nonsense because that's disrespectful to everything that's going on, but it is a bit. Um, we could be so much better. We, we, we have to be so much better. I mean, it's, you know, it's, we, we have learned, I've, I've always said this, we've learned very little from 92 to 2012. We learned nothing in between. Um, when we see the likes of Tyrone, the way after they won the first one, the way they put everything in place, um, and they've, what, four in the last 20 years. Um, so that just shows you where we haven't got to that. Um, the inner politics of it all um, with Carl and, and the rest thing, I, I don't know enough about it to comment, but I just find it as embarrassing uh, that we constantly are talking about the wrong things. Um, for Paddy Bradley and, and Paddy Carr and, and Aidan O'Rourke, it, it surely is, it can't be a great atmosphere and a great place to come into to do your work. And it, it's, it, it's not a great reflection on, on them as, as three fine J men and, and people that have you know, given their time and energy now towards Donegal football and, and they're being probably tarnished a wee bit mm-hmm. with, with this sort of toxicity and uh, we just need to be better than that there and listen, I've always said the people are in charge are in charge and they need to get their act together uh, and get at it and get it sorted and get it sorted very quickly because if this festers even more more and more good people will leave the game because if they can treat the likes of Carlesi like that you know, probably as Kyle said, you know, one of the foremost players in Donegal's history, uh, along with Michael Murphy and Paddy McBurty. Um, it certainly, certainly doesn't bode well for anybody else that would like to be involved. The bottom line, whatever happens, McGuinness is not involved, Michael Murphy's not involved, if Mark McHugh down in Roscommon, Rory Cavan is not involved, Lacey's not involved, we cannot be losing those football men. And, not, and there's 10 or 11 more, whatever we can't be losing these men like that that's is not just the bottom line like I mean and listen people are I'm getting messages from all sides going look there's a million variables that we can't talk about in a very short podcast after the game but for me that's the bottom line like that the, well I suppose if you're f- from Tyrone like Kyle or from Derry he's delighted <laughs> look at him <laughs> you're absolutely delighted um, I mean you know, Mark Mark McHugh was along, uh, in with us here during commentary, and, and I mean, for even the county board to let him away to Roscommon and the experience that he'd gained through McGuinness, Rory, uh, and Declan Bonner to be just let go, just like that, there wasn't probably good enough. Uh, I think not enough has been done in that area to keep uh, young, experienced former players that have a real appetite for coaching and a real appetite for the game to let them go to other counties it's not it doesn't bode well and it's a it's a poor reflection on where we are at the minute I let you go Manus because I think you're out playing golf early in the morning are you I'm only joking Manus works uh, Manus thanks very much for joining us here on commentary and on the Donegal GA podcast no, more than welcome and, and hopefully Donegal in the, in the next couple of weeks everybody will sit down and Listen, we, we, I don't think anybody wants to see uh, the likes of Carl gone. And I, I spoke to his father during the week, and um, you know, I, I, I don't see this to be an easy um, fix. I think it's going to take a lot of negotiation. And I think it's going to take a, as Kyle said earlier on, a lot of somebody has to find the common ground for both parties to sit down and get this sorted. Not for Carl Essie, not for uh, members of the county board, for. But for the good of Donegal football and for the good of the JA 
all over the country because this does not bode well for the way we run our business. Just finally, and I know nobody cares about Paddy McGill, and I am absolutely irrelevant in the annals of Donegal GA history, but just on a personal, I, I even come and commentate, and I'm very privileged and everything. Love coming to games and that, but it's a real cloud coming to games at the moment it's just not not enjoyable now Arsenal go well I'll put you in the next game no but you know what I mean I'm joking it's tongue in cheek but it's just not really fun at the moment is it no it's not it's not fun and it's it's. I mean I, I'll meet a lot of people during the week and and because of my past they they want to talk to you about football and they and they are I suppose at the moment a bit critical uh, but my answer is it will always be that this is not down to players, it's not down to management. They're working really, really hard and you're either at a place, but this is because for the last five or six years we haven't been building on 2012 and the good wall that came from it and the, and the UEFA that came from it that other counties seem to be able to build on it. I mean, if we t- look at Mayo, who've had so many disappointments in the last 20 years, and yet they still they follow their team. If they, they had a bit of controversy a couple of years ago, but yet, yeah, it lasted one or two weeks, and then bang, it's all and they're all back in the same hem sheet again. And today, to see them up here already qualified, huge crowd from Mayo up, and I mean that's what you expect from Donegal, and they've ha- they've hadn't reached that that holy grail that we were fortunate enough to reach and they still have, are doing things right and that's where Donegal have to be. They've, they've dictionaries in Mayo, it, they don't contain the word transition so fair play to them and Manus, I know you need to back to beautiful Killy Beggs. Manus, we let you go. Kyle Coney, just final, final thoughts on that, final thoughts on Donegal. Um, well, uh, I suppose when we do talk about Mayo, you know, maybe having a few problems on and off the pitch, the best way to answer it is on the pitch. And Mayo or Donegal had an opportunity today. You know, we have know what's happened with Non in this last number of weeks. They had an opportunity today to answer that and put a statement and say, look, it's, there's no effect on us. But because of the manner of the defeat, then automatically everybody adds fuel to the fire and it does affect them. One thing I would say is, and Manus pointed it out as well, is the, the management probably are not getting a fair run at it because of what's happening. You know, Paddy Carey and Rook and Paddy Bradley are probably seen now uh, as they're not doing their job well, but we don't know how well they're doing the job because of the on or off field issues. And it's just a malaise now, isn't it? And as I said before, I'd never criticise players at all because the level I played at, I would be embarrassing myself. I, I do that enough on the radio, but can you believe though? I've met you so much in the last couple of years at games and remember you and Connell were on last year. I don't know what game it was in Clonus. It was a few outings and that. And yeah, it was the Cavan yeah, game. The Cavan game and then, the, of course, the Armagh game and the Dairy game. So we, we had three outings there. And I remember you both saying, you actually both felt, and, and it wasn't because you were on the podcast, that Donegal probably, this was only a year or two ago, last year, sorry, Donegal probably the best players in Ulster and now it's Division 2 and players are walking. It's just a mess. Like, yeah. uh, Can you believe how far the, the slide has been already? The sl- you know, things can unravel pretty quickly, you know. Um, uh, and as I say, the best way to answer that sometimes is on the pitch. And Donegal, great the first day, Paddy McBrady kicks a, a wonder score to win the match against um, Kerry. And you think, you know, things maybe not so bad without Michael Murphy because of the player he has been over the years. But it's just went from bad to worse very, very quickly then. As we say, things have happened. But I feel Donegal have good players and a lot of better than average players it's just at the moment they're caught between a rock and a hard place they don't know whether to run the ball they don't know whether to kick the ball because
because they they've played so long in that running transition game, they're probably changing their tactic, and it's it takes a, it takes a wee while to come to it, and that's where where Donegal football is at at the minute. They probably want uh, there's no problem. They wanted to retain their their Division One status. It looks very very unlikely. Division Two might be the worst place to play their trade next year. You know, there's a lot of good teams. We've seen Derry come from Division Four automatically now back in Division One. So, you know, Donegal now have to go back, result, take themselves away from the, the, the off-field issues and try and answer the question when it comes to the first round of the championship against Down. That's all they can do. And finally, yeah, because the slide can be really quick, but it doesn't take a huge amount to no, get back up with the right people there. And that, yeah, It won't take a, an awful... A run in the Ulster Championship and maybe, you know, however far they get get to the final, you know, you wouldn't rule it out. They're on the other side of the draw from, from both, I think, Derry and Tyrone. So so they have a chance of getting there. I know it's probably one of the most competitive Ulster Championships we're going to have in the last 15 or 20 years, the way some of the teams are performing. So it'll not take a whole pile to change it. And a good run in the Ulster Championship would go a long way of helping that for the following year in Division 2 in a word you need to go who's going to win Ulster this year Derry it takes a lot for our own man to say that but to me they look the best coach team in Ireland at the minute you must be unwell finally possibly an even trickier one who wins the All-Ireland this year? We're just saying there, it's probably the wide, most wide open we've had. I can remember Dublin, Kerry, Mayo, what's we go with Derry, people will be saying, yeah, you would include them all. They'll all be feeling in their own camp realistically. Oh. They can go on and win this thing. There's a bit of a vacuum, like, no great, great team like Dublin a couple of years ago. Yeah, for a number of years, Dublin had it sewn up. You, you, they were, in the bookies, they were, Boring, you know, it, 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 they were odds on. And, you know, we've seen last year, Kerry obviously got over the line, but it was a shootout between them themselves and Galway Galway are starting to turn the screw slightly again obviously being down a few points half time last last night come back and turn you know grinding out results you have as you mentioned all the teams you have you have Kerry obviously Galway Armagh Derry you have um, Tyrone always like that stage you know they're going to have to answer the question somewhere along the line as well um, Dublin's going to be knocking about it's a wide open championship but I still think that the best forwards in Ireland are in Kerry they have Paddy Talley back there sewing up that defence that was so-called licky for a number of years. They're going to be hard to beat. Okay, Nobody cares what I think, but I'm I'm going Dublin. Kyle Coney, who was on duty today for RTE with Adrian Names, providing a brilliant commentary and a brilliant analysis, analysis there, post-match analysis here on the Donegal GAA podcast. We really appreciate that, Kyle. Not a problem. Any time at all. Uh, great to be on with you, Paddy. Okay, that's it for the Sunday edition of the Donegal GAA podcast. Big shout out to Austin O'Callaghan on production and to you, our loyal listeners. And also big shout out to our sponsors, Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road in Donegal Town. Of course, Paddy Carside will take on what's coming next Sunday in Dr. Hyde Park, but it will take a really freak set of results for Donegal to avoid the spectre of relegation. Bye for now, stay safe and we will talk to you next week. Donegal Plumbing and Heating, Old Lahey Road, Donegal Town. Suppliers of underfloor heating packages, aluminium radiators, Samson and Daikin air-to-water heat pumps and all your renewable needs. And sponsors of the Donegal GAA podcast.